The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. It's great to be here. And as Tony said, we're friends. That's my buddy there. Got my back and I know that. So I'm glad to share with you this morning. And my topic is the power within. Scripture comes from 2 Timothy, the first chapter, 7th verse. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of good discipline. Now that comes from the Aramaic. If you look at the King James, it tells you God gave us the power of love and of good, of a sound mind. And sometimes I, when I read that, I was like, sound mind, hmm. Some of them missed that part. <laughs> but I'd like to start with an old Hindu legend that I'm sure you've probably heard before. But there was a time when all men, according to this legend, were gods, but they abused their divinity. And so Brahma, the chief god, decided to take away divinity from humankind. Of course, the legend goes men, but you know, I'm not going to just say men because it applies to women. It's easier to say humankind than say men and women. So Brahma decided to take away this power from humankind and hide it where they would never be able to find it again. And where to hide it became the big question. So he called the council of the lesser gods to consider the question of where they could bury humankind's divinity. So the lesser gods said, we can bury it in the earth. We'll bury it real deep. And Brahma said, no, that won't do. Because they'll just dig down deep enough and find it and they'll have it again. Then they said, well, we'll sink it into the deepest ocean. And Brahma says, nah, not there, for humankind will learn to dive into the deepest waters and will search the ocean bed and will find it. So then the lesser guy said, well, we'll take it to the highest mountain and hide it there. But Brahma again replied, no, humankind will eventually climb every high mountain on earth and they will be sure to find it. Then the lesser gods just gave up and concluded, we don't know where to hide it, for it seems there's no place on earth or in the sea that humankind will not eventually reach. Then Brahma said, here's what we'll do with humankind's divinity. We'll hide it deep down within them, for they will never think to look for it there. Ever since that legend, we have been going up and down the earth, climbing, digging, exploring, diving, searching for something that's already within us. So there's unlimited power within us, each of us. We can ignore it 
or we can choose to grow and draw upon that power within. It would benefit, benefit us greatly to realize and actualize our own inner greatness because everything in our visible world originates from that inner place. Emerson said, what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Now, I mentioned the word power, and the power is the ability to do something or to act in a particular way. It's synonymous with ability and capability and potential. Power is not that thing that we use to try to control someone else, to dominate someone else. Everything that we do in life, essentially, we have to do it for ourselves and within our own sphere, within our own consciousness. And we're realizing, as Reverend Tony just pointed out to you, you all got an a energy a sound bed and a light bed. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. And those tools are both, I've had experience, both of them are wonderful for aligning the centers in the body and getting us focused in. So you've got a tremendous gift here at Trinity working with those. But realize that everything is energy. The brother just sang a beautiful song. But did you not feel the vibration? Could you not feel that within you as he was singing? Earlier, the bowls were being played. Did you not feel that vibration? As I'm speaking now, a vibration is going out. And even you, in your silence, are sending out a vibration based on what you think. Right now, you're sending something out into the universe. Everything is energy. Every one of us has the power, has the ability, has the capability to direct that energy. We can use it for good or we can use it for destruction. We can use it to bless, we can use it to condemn or tear down. The choice is ours. In Esther Hicks' book, Ask and It's Given, she talks about different vibrational frequencies that each one of our emotions, and she just names about 22, but she talks about different emotions and the different level of vibration that goes out with each of those emotions. And at the top of the scale is joy, knowledge, empowerment, freedom, love, and appreciation. The second one is passion. The third one is enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness. The fourth one is positive expectation, belief. On the bottom end of the scale, 22 is fear, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness. 21 is insecurity, guilt, unworthiness. 20 is jealousy. The 19th one is hatred and rage. And somewhere in the middle is doubt and worry and blame. So based on this scale, we see we can send out any type of vibration. And we can vibrate up here or we can vibrate down here. 
And most of us have been on this earth plane long enough to realize however and whatever we vibrate and whatever we send back comes back blessed and multiplied. So when we are traveling through this life experience, we have to be conscious of, more aware of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm broadcasting to the universe, what I'm sending out, and what I'm drawing back. And Esther says in her book that even though she's uh, named these different emotions, don't get caught up with the word, she says. Get caught up with how you feel. And every time you're feeling something, notice where you are on that scale. And if you're down here, the goal for you is to strive to feel better. So in other words, if you were at the bottom, which was fear and depression and despair and powerlessness, even though insecurity and guilt and unworthiness are only a step above that, that's one step closer to where you want to be. So take the step. Don't feel bad about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. But wherever you are, strive to feel just a little bit better. And she even uh, did a quote that said, things that matter most is consciously reaching for a feeling that is improved. The word doesn't matter. Strive for that better feeling. And realize that we're powerful and in our interactions with people, we exchange energy. On your job, in your family environment, you're exchanging energy all the time. But what we have to be aware of is stop giving away our power. And becoming powerless doesn't happen in a single dramatic swoop. It kind of creeps up on us. It happens when we try to please others and try to fit in. We may not think about it, but we're giving away our power. Or when we have an opinion but we go along with someone else's just so we don't make waves. You're giving away your power. Or when you decide someone else matters more than you, someone else's opinion is more valid than yours. Or when you hold a grudge and you're angry. You're giving away your power. Whoever you're angry with, you're saying, you're more powerful than me. I'm going to act all out of sorts because of you? No. We're going to hold our power. We're not going to allow anyone to take our power or any situation or any condition. Stress is based on how we, re uh, is based on how we respond to a situation. It's not the situation itself. It's how we perceive it, the story we tell ourselves about the situation that creates the stress in our body. And we all know stress is very detrimental to our health. So we don't want to give away our power. And Deepak says all of the actions that happen, happen on a psychological level. When we give away our power, it's invisible. You don't see it. But all hidden power is self-power now. So in other words, you don't see the power that you're giving away, but you feel it. 
You feel it. It's invisible. Our world, we think it's all this that we can touch and feel and see. More of our world is what we can't see than what we can see. So, what do we do? We learn to speak up for ourselves. Even if it's just saying, no, thank you. Stop postponing doing little things that you dread doing. I know, I have some chores that I don't like to do. But what he's saying is it gives you the power to have little successes when you go ahead and push through that feeling that you have about, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. And as you push through and give yourself little successes, it gives you the momentum to build and get greater and have more successes in life. It's programming that subconscious mind to say, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can overcome this. Oh, that's no big thing. Next. We have that power within. Learn to speak up for yourself and give yourself the opportunity to express your divinity because you are divine. And don't let anyone tell you anything less. Just because Bill Gates has a few billion dollars doesn't make him any greater than you. And when you really think about money, that paper is not the money, it's the idea that we hold about it. It's just energy. But the things that operate in his life operate in your life and in my life. The same presence, the same power. So we have the ability to use that presence and that power within us to create the environment, the things, whatever it is we choose to create in ourselves, whether it's health, whatever it is, we still have that presence and that power within us. And Esther says, no matter where I am going, no matter what I'm doing, no matter who I'm doing it with, nothing is more important than that I feel good. No matter where you are, no matter who you're with, the most important thing is that you feel good. If you're in an environment and you don't feel good, that's a place you need to leave. You need to move. Get out of that space. In Dr. David Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force, and he's a very interesting, he was, because he's made his transition, he's on the other side, but he was the director of the Institute for spiritual research. And he was a trained psychiatrist for over 50 years, but he did research on the human being and spirituality. And he says, power can only be recognized through inner awareness. Humankind is immobilized in its present conditions by our alignment with our enormously powerful energy patterns which we ourselves unconsciously set in motion. Change comes with a leap in consciousness. One mark of such a sudden expansion of context and understanding is an inner experience of relief, joy, and awe. 
And when I read that, then I looked at Esther's thing, and at the top of her list was joy. And here he is. This is a scientist. This is a man who has tested theory and stated it in physical terms and wrote papers, studied at Oxford, well, taught at Oxford and Harvard and all the major schools, has been knighted for his information. But he's saying the same thing. The scientist is saying the same thing as the spiritual person. We have got to strive for that place of joy within us, of love peace, those things, those are the things that make the difference. And now Esther had her list of things, but Dr. Hawkins also had a, a map of consciousness that he talks about, and he says it basically ranges from 20 to 1,000, and between seven and one, uh, 700 and 1,000 is the level of pure consciousness. He says Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, and all of those were at that range. Abraham was somewhere like eight, 985. He didn't quite make 1,000. <laughs> so he was expressing how everything can be tested. The energy in everything can be tested. And we can see where levels of consciousness are, see where power is and where it isn't. So the, the midline or the cutoff point is like 200. So everything below 200 is very negative and very detrimental. Everything between 200 and 1,000 is moving in that higher direction. And at one time, he said, uh, during this time he actually did a study, there were 12 people on the earth plane that he was aware of that reached in that pure consciousness level, somewhere between that 700 and 1,000. And then a few years later, I, miss, I guess they made their transi transition, there were only six that were at that level. But he talks about emotions too. And at that top level, he says being ineffable, which means to a great or extreme level, too great to be expressed in words. That's when you're at the Christ consciousness or at that super consciousness level. Sex was bliss then serenity, then reverence, understanding, and forgiveness, which was another thing that I noticed because every teacher talks about unforgiveness. We cannot hold on to anger, upset with people. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt some people have experienced some terrible things at the hands of others. But when we forgive, we are not freeing them, we are freeing ourselves. We're saying, I'm taking back my power. I'm not allowing you to control me. I'm not allowing this to affect my life. We've got to stop letting people push our buttons and yank our chains. Now take our power back. We have to take our power back. And based on Dr. Hawkins' study, he talks about high and low energy patterns. An abundant energy pattern, excessive. Accepting, rejecting. Admitting, denying. Concerned, judgmental. Courageous, reckless. Determined, stubborn. Forgiving, condemning. Helpful, meddling. 
I know nobody in here can identify with that, but I know you know somebody at work or somewhere else who does that. But he says these contrasting pairs of qualities can initiate a consciousness-raising process so that we can become aware of the patterns that are operating in our experience. In other words, we can begin to notice the patterns that are going on in our relationships, the patterns that are going on in our business affairs, the patterns that are going on out here in the world, and make some adjustments where necessary. Now, the most interesting thing that I found as I read his information was one individual that is at that 1,000 range can and does totally counterbalance the collective negativity of all mankind. So Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, they all could counterbalance the negativity of mankind. The interesting thing is that only 15% of us are above that 200. 85% of the population is 200 and below. So do you know, just by virtue of being a New Thought student and a Truth student, that you're on that 15% side? And when we tell you you make a difference, you truly do make a difference? That the 15% is balancing out and counterbalancing the 85%. So when I say to you, you are a powerful being, you have more power than you can imagine, that everything you think, everything you do, everything you say matters. It makes a difference. So I said one person at a thousand could counteract, counterbalance mankind. One individual at 700 can counterbalance 70 million below 200. And we'll just go down to 300. One person at 300 can counterbalance 90,000 below 200. You see how important you are? It doesn't matter whether you have a fancy title. Just by virtue of your being, just by your consciousness alone, you are important to what is going on in the world. That's why not only for your personal growth is it important that you know who you are and you act according to truth. But on the world basis, you make a difference. You're keeping this world right side up because 85% of it is upside down. That's how important you are. That's how powerful you are. That's what the words that you speak mean the things that you do, how you touch other people's lives, how you bless and benefit someone else, even if it's just giving them a smile, you just sent a vibration that raised and kept everything in order. You're a powerful being. The difference between a loving thought 
and a fearful thought is so enormous as to be beyond the capacity of human imagination to comprehend. He shows figures. It's like a, a loving thought is 10 to the minus 35th million degree of microwatts, whatever that is. I have no idea. But I do understand numbers. And a fearful thought is minus 750. So your loving thought, your positive thought, makes a difference and counterbalances so much negativity. Think about that with our young people and our children as we encourage them and teach them principles of how to be in this world and how to go through the experiences that they're going through. School is not the same for them as it was for you and me. But if they know and are grounded in truth, they can make it through that experience. And you know, when I think about, when I, I read that, I said, now I understand, and as I've said before, science and the scriptures are validating one another. Because when Jesus said, when, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to me. When I'm lifted up in consciousness, I have the power to draw up those that are down here. You have the power to do that. You have the power to do that. And John Maxwell said, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Hmm. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. So now my question to you is, what are you going to do daily that you haven't been doing already? What one thing can you decide to do daily that will move you up into a higher level of understanding and a higher level of consciousness and a higher level of operating in this world? Because, see, if we come together here and we just listen to whoever's up here, whether it's me, Reverend Tony, Reverend Marshall, or whoever's up here, if you just listen and cannot take one thing from it to apply it in your life, what was it all for? It's got to be about application. We have to be about being who we say we are. We say we're truth students. We've got to be about being those truth students. We've got to be the example. Somebody doesn't have to know that you belong to Trinity or that you're a truth student, but they can tell when you walk in the room and when your presence is there and by the words that you speak and what happens that they're about you. I, I like him. I like her. There's something about her. She brings a peace with her. She brings a light with her. He brings, he brings just a calmness when he walks in the room. They won't be able to identify. They'll know it's something. They won't be able to label it, but they'll know it's something. When we start being who we say we are, when we start being that true student. So I'm serious. Think right now, I'm going to give you two seconds. 
What are you going to do or start doing daily that you're not already doing that will make a difference? Got it? Okay. And as you're going through your day, just check in. How am I feeling? And if you don't feel like you're on that upside of that scale, you think about what you can do to move up. Even if somebody is being real antagonistic, say, hmm, what can I do to turn this into an opportunity and not get drawn into this situation? What can I tell myself? And I love the book by Terry Cole Whitaker because what you think of me is none of my business. That's your problem. Not in my head, not in my consciousness. That's in your head. That's in your consciousness. You're thinking that. You're saying that. That's yours, and I'm going to let you keep it. So what are you going to do? Because everything we think, feel, or do sends out a vibration not only to create in our experience, but it also goes out into the universe and creates an effect there. And that little card that Reverend Tony mentioned that's in your folder says, the outer work can never be small if the inner work is great. And the outer work can never be great if the inner work is small. Meister Ecker. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers and so it is. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.